Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Dungeon Crawler Network presents Tales of Tamriel. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 96 of Tales of Tamriel, a Dungeon Crawler Network production. I am your host, Agelos. As always, I am here, and with me is a Khajiit, who just walked across my keyboard. Um, she's not part of the show. She's Filthy Dominion. But you know who is not Filthy Dominion? That would be Avi Optimal. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing really good. We're starting a little late. Uh, hashtag blame Krabby. Hashtag blame Krabby. Yeah, that that is this episode. It's all Krabby's we'll blame, fault. We'll be blaming him a lot this episode. <laughs> yes, we will. Yes, we will. And back from his mini hiatus, the man, the myth, the legend, and he who would be wonderful to have over for tea, Estelian. Uh, I'm always up for a bit of tea. Oh, I hope good so. Evening. Oh, what well, stereotype doesn't fit? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's evening for you. Yeah, it is evening for me. Yeah, not not so much for us. So yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good, good evening. Afternoon. Good day. Good morning to whoever you are, wherever you are. Wherever you are. Right. Right. Uh, well, before we get going, we're gonna have to talk about our sponsors, our amazing sponsors over at Patreon.com. Um, thank you so much for all of you guys, what you guys do for us each and every month. Um, stay tuned for those who are supporting us on Patreon. We do have some interesting little things going on there that I'm trying to do to make it a little bit more exciting for you guys. Uh, one of the things being, if you are a Patreon supporter, I'll be sending out a TeamSpeak password for a uh, Patreon-only channel in our TeamSpeak. This is for when I'm streaming. You guys can come in and harass me. So... You don't have to do it in chat. You can actually just go hop on and, and yell at me. So that'll be fun. And I have been streaming more lately, so yay. Um, and a few other things, so stay tuned there. If you're not currently supporting us, you can head on over to our website, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com. You can click the Patreon link or the donate link, however you want to do it, or share out all of our content because that's even better because the more views we get, the better. 
And actually, speaking of more views, uh, our, our sub numbers have been up this month by a couple hundred, which I'm very excited about. Very nice. We've been pretty stagnant for quite a while. I mean, we have a lot of listeners who are just constantly listening, and we just haven't seen a lot of growth. But recently, we've seen a, a nice little spike up, and that's awesome. So thank you so much to all of our new listeners as well. That's fantastic. All right, game news time, guys. Before we begin, we got two little public service announcements to do. First off, if you haven't done so already, they posted this on the forums. Um, this is from Gina, I believe, if I remember correctly, saying that if you're if you uh, haven't done so yet, to head on over and register your username over at Bethesda.net. If you were watching the E3 release, um, the E3 um, showcase that Bethesda did, they highlighted their new kind of catch them all for everything they do over at Bethesda, and that includes Zoss because they are sister companies. So Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Doom, all of those things is going to be under one site now, Bethesda.net. Um, so go ahead and get out there and get your username registered um, if you haven't done so. I mean, I did, and I'm excited. So I will soon enough. <laughs> And uh, hello, chat room. I see we're starting to see some people in there. Ark near head. Hello, Ark. Um, Stellian, have you uh, have you went and done that yet? Uh, no, I didn't even know about it until you mentioned it. Well, there you go. This public service announcement is for you. Already worthwhile. There, there we go. At least one person, right? Yeah, um, I might get around to doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the second public service announcement we have is for anyone who is watching the show and has not bought the Elder Scrolls Online yet and you're kind of on the fence, you may want to do so soon because ESO right now is 50% off on both Steam and through the Bethesda store through the 12th of February. So you have till Friday um, if you're watching this live that's Sunday now. But uh, you have till Friday. So this week it is on sale 50% off why wouldn't you go pick it up? I don't know. I would. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and roll into the other news. Uh, EU Mega Server was impacted this week uh, on the 1st of February by a DDoS attack, and it lasted from 9 a.m. till around noon. It's about three or four hours people were not able to get on. So that kind of sucked. That's a bummer. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think that was the only game to get affected either, funnily enough. No, I don't think it was. I think it was quite a bit. Quite a few games seem to have uh, been attacked. Yeah. I don't. I, don't, I just wanted to highlight that because I saw it go through the, the news feeds and stuff, and I, I wanted people to be aware that that was something that was happening and more or less out of their control. I mean, it sucks, especially if you have a group of dedicated hackers who are trying to take down whole systems. I mean, you got your your network support guys doing their best to try to negate it, but, I mean, DDoS is essentially just a flood of traffic that just freezes everything. It sucks. It really sucks. Um. Ooh, Arkinger says in chat, uh, thanks for the announcement because one of my friends was looking to start ESO. Well, there you go, 50% off, man. Enjoy. <laughs> oh, look at that. Your announcements are uh, hitting home today, aren't they? I know. I know. I know. It's awesome. Uh, Clan of Warfin, <laughs> when did you guys go live? Thought this was still studio. No, no. Um, we started going live a couple weeks ago. Well, um, after I moved into my new house, because I'm actually streaming it from my new house, so I actually have good internet 
and it's amazing. So, uh, yeah, we are live every single Sunday now. So come on out, man. Um, I don't know if it, we'll move on with news. Does anyone have anything they want to say about the DDoS attacks besides besides that? Nope. nope this sucks. Really. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, the next thing that was released was an actual Thieves Guild guide, the areas section. Um, from the official Elder Scrolls Online page. Now, I like these little things. They do it every time a new DLC is out. I'm going to go ahead and bring that up on the stream. Or attempt to, anyway. Maybe I will. Refresh. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I jumped into the PTS earlier today so I can get a first look at it. So right. it's a very very beautiful zone. Yeah, I like it. I like it That's a lot. Really nice. Huh. The scale The scale is very big. It feels like Rothgar. They're, they're definitely doing it up now with these new DLCs. So, yeah, yeah, they really are. Uh, fine, I'll just do window capture that way. <laughs> I had it, and now it doesn't want to do anything, and now it's being stupid. So, window capture, there it is. There it is. I'm gonna pull it up, stretch it across the screen a little bit. <sighs> there we go. Hughes Bend. Now, if you've not seen it, we we knew this was actually gonna happen with. Um, with these DLCs, because they said they were going to be a little shorter. If you look here on the on the stream right now, you'll see that there's only about four points of interest on this little peninsula of uh, Hughesbane. Just just four of them. Um, Abba's Landing is marked as number one, which is a pretty big city. Uh, Shark Tooth Grotto is number two, down at the very southern tip, and three. But here is Gloom. And number four, No Shara Citadel. So those are four places that we'll probably see. Scroll down a little further here, and it's talking about uh, some nice screen uh, art and uh, talking about Hughes Bane, Abba's Landing, and Shark Teeth Grotto, and then these other areas. So we'll actually have, if I remember, they're, I don't think they're public dungeons, are they? Because um... I don't think those were of a part of it like i don't think they're public dungeons i think they're world bosses maybe they're small delves or something like that i know they're delves that's what it is they're delves because they part of the um the daily quest or whatever it is that are there to to take these out are through delves when you have to go do those recovering messages or whatever it is right it's going to be kind of like rothgar pick up a quest to go do a random delve i believe right but, you know, obviously we've seen the zone. It is much smaller, and we've heard from the community teams that Orsinium was the anomaly. It was a very large zone. Uh, Thieves Guild is going to be more reminiscent of, of DLCs we're going to get in the future. It's going to be of this size for the majority. I imagine we'll get a few that are larger, but it's going to be like this. But uh, as Clan of Orphan said in chat, they are creating a small zone which they are, but one of the nicest things that they're doing is sending us back to other places. Oh, yeah. Um, good to hear. And I see you're rocking a Fallout shirt right there, sir. Yeah, I ain't rocking a Fallout <laughs> shirt today. Wrong I podcast. It, I bought it. Better wear it, you know. Hey, it's all, it's all Bethesda. All right. Close enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Esteldian, uh, what are your thoughts? I know you've probably seen it here. It's smaller zone, but reusing older content. What what are your thoughts? Big fan of making use of old content. 
It's one of the biggest uh, tragedies of modern MMOs. It's usually that you get these big old places with their quest hubs, but once you've gone through them once, you never see them again. Um, it's nice to put something back in to give you an excuse to head on back. I agree. It, it, you are right, and Clan of Orphan says the same thing here. Create small zone, add to other zones, equals more content with less actual work. I, I agree. It, it is a travesty with modern MMOs that when the new hotness comes out, no one's in the other zones. Like, I mean, other than when you're leveling. Or whatever the case may be. It... One of the things uh, in, in another MMO that I know Stealthy and I both follow, uh, one of the the producers, or I forget what his title is, doesn't matter, uh, for the argument we're making here, he says one of the tragedies of modern MMOs is not being able to see high-level players for lower ones. You, when, when a low-level player sees that high-level player in like that awesome gear and looks to him going, wow, I want to be like him one day, you lose that in modern MMOs where you don't go back to old zones because there's no need to. Yeah, I mean, in some of the old MMOs, as an example, you get these, this zone, you go through, it's all level 20-odd, whatever, 20 to 30, and then there's a level 45 mob in there. Mm -hmm. So aside from it completely jerking over you as a group getting killed, it means when you go in the later one, there is a, it's there for a quest or something, so there's a guy camping it in there, so you see high-level guys in these big zones, and while they're there, while they're waiting for their respawn time, whatever, the high-level guy usually pops around, throws some buffs out, helps out the little guys and then runs on, on back waiting for his spawn. So it kind of brings that interaction of, of older players with the younger players and, again, also just get the chance to see, where look at him, I want that gear when I'm mm -hmm. big and strong. Well, I knew that was always a big thing, and I know War, uh, World of Warcraft is a more modern MMO, but in the earlier days, specifically uh, Vanilla and BC, one of the things that I really, really loved was people would congregate in the cities, you know, like, they're not raiding, they're not doing whatever. They're congregating in the cities and seeing people with the different raid gear on and go, oh, one day I'll get that. Or, you know, it was a a common thing, especially in that game, as my glasses are just filthy dirty. Um, one of the things that was common in that game was whenever you managed to put together a legendary weapon, which unlike ESO, legendary weapons were very hard to get. Legendary now is just a crafting level. This would have been like equivalent of um, months. <laughs> months and months of work. They would go into the main city and just stand there, and they were eye candy for everyone to look in, going, oh, someone actually got that? <laughs> you know, like, uh, it, was, it, was pretty, it was pretty amazing to see that kind of thing. And uh, KDR Mickey's in chat. Hello, sir. Welcome, welcome. Um, and I'm... And that that is going to be something nice. I mean, ESO is a little different in that regard, but it's still nice to see, like, a VR16 player coming into, I don't know, I don't want to say, like, uh, Deshaun, because everyone's there in Mournhold anyway. I'm talking places like Shadowfen, like, showing up. In, you never see VR16s in Shadowfen because there's no reason to. You know, there's no guild traders that are any good. There's no undaunted quests. There's no reason to go to Shadowfen, but... Well, I mean, really, there's no reason to go to Shadowfen ever because it's <laughs> Shadowfen. TS fangirl, I can hear her right now just hating me <laughs> just from a distance, sending me Argonian eye daggers because we had this argument on Twitter about how bad Shadowfen is. and Her scales are rising. Her scales are rising. <laughs> She's very mad at me right now. Love you. Love you. Love you bunches. Hate Shadowfen. But, you know, there's still, it's still that whole idea of there's no reason to go back to these zones, especially these odd-off ones. 
Um, so it would be nice to see players go back and, and use the world because as uh, Clan of Orphan said, world building is very time consuming and expensive, but reutilizing it through an NPC and a few spawned mobs for a quest is is wonderful. So, yay. Uh, anything else on, on this guide? I mean, these are short little guides to get people kind of familiar. Not really anything of super, super note here. Yeah, besides the fact that they all look beautiful, you know, they're definitely doing up doing it up. So I'm excited to go explore the new zone. Right. All right. Uh, they released a second guide also with this, which was the basics to getting started. Because I know a lot of people try to do the basic, like how you get started. Um, but when you get the Thieves Guild DLC, they're talking about how to reach the area. There's two ways to get started. Uh, you can either get the quest directly from your collections UI by selecting the DLC option. I'm not real fond of that. Or visiting any outlaw's refuge in Tamriel, and you will f uh, you will find Quinn, who will give you the first quest partners in crime. See, I like I like that. I guess some people want to rush through it. It's fine, but I don't know. I, I like the organic why you're living in the world even if it was a person coming up to you at least then it makes it feel like you're playing you know you're living in a world not so much of a ui element i mean yeah, i'm glad they're you should not do it yeah i don't know i'm glad they did both i mean i'm i'm, I'm glad they gave the option but why, why though why why, why the option need to be there i mean I don't know. who finds it too much hardship to go oh man i'm in the middle of my town i got a zone in and talk to a guy <laughs> like that was too much hard work for someone i mean jeez come on uh, yeah, I agree, but uh, after you uh, talk to her, you actually don't get taken right to Abba's Landing. You get taken to a cool little place called Forstrom Homestead, mm -hmm. which is like a little uh, Nord base right off the, looks like it's off the border of Skyrim. And you have to go through a little quest there to sneak through this little dungeon and jump on a boat and take the boat to Abba's Landing. And it, it's really cool how they did it. They did it very well. That's when you first get to start doing all the jumping in barrels and right dodging all of the uh dodging all of the guards with the big old red circle around them pretty much saying you know don't don't walk in this or you screwed right well i know now the next thing as they go into this they talk about the different types of things and activities that you can do mostly criminal type activities with their all new larceny system which is available um as well as visiting the new dells which we mentioned earlier um, those two or three other areas and cleaning world bosses out are all available from within Hughes Bane. So there are going to be a couple things to do. I'm sure I know they're sticking with the, um, what is it? The public quest idea, the daily quest for killing, um, delves and, and world bosses in here. I went and tried to solo one of those world bosses and let me say they're just as tough. Good, good. Yeah, it was, it was good to see you. I know, Esteldian, you were mentioning how you were really excited when um, Orsinium came out because of the difficulty of the world bosses. You couldn't just run in and do anything you wanted. Yeah, that was a big deal to me. I was like, oh, thank God, something actually worth fighting. Right. Unfortunately, it was pretty much limited to the world bosses, but it was something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ESO is very solo friendly, but it is nice that there is something out there that you do need to reach out to your friends and go, Hey guys, let's, let's get together. Let's do this. Right. Yeah. I think it's excellent. And they should keep going with that. 
Yeah. Well, I'm glad they're maintaining this and continuing on. So, um, the thing that I'm super excited about, oh my goodness, finally getting a new trial, the Mall of Lorcage, with, with both a normal and a veteran mode. Uh, it does scale to your level, but only VR16 counts for leaderboards. Uh, they talk about how you get to that. It's located in um, <sighs> Reaper's March. They added a new point of interest uh, south of the Dokrin Monastery. Um, and you can get to it from there. And uh, I'm excited. It's pretty difficult. I've seen a few people trying to stream it. Even on normal mode, looks not like a pushover. So I'm excited. I'm nice. Really... Good to hear. Now, Estelle, I know you've been out of the news for a little bit, but did you see the new uh, sets they added? Uh, I didn't actually look at the sets specifically, but I think if I understand, they're doing ones that are quite situational and kind of handy. They're all group-based. Nice. Yeah, like uh, one of them is a three-set bonus that does like 5% extra damage to bosses. Um, the other one is a... The five-set bonus is whenever you use a synergy it performs a special thing, whether it be damage dealers have a type of damage added to them, healers get like special buffs, and you only get them by activating synergies in a group. So they're worthless solo, but as long as you have another person, um, it'll, it, it works out really well. And they're trying to push the group interdependency with these sets. Like some of them look like they would be damage dealing heaven only work in a group so if you're solo you're you're sol so yay i'm excited i'll have to carry around you'll probably have to carry around two sets now at least eat for everyone yeah, um, i was always carrying about five different sets already yeah uh... <laughs> just gotta add one more in there and now you get to carry six <laughs> yeah they're they're definitely adding those new sets which is really cool i'm glad they're doing something like that because people are going to want to farm that they're going to want to get those sets to try to hit those times and do things like that. Um, they also go into some of the rewards that are available, including the new one medium for you know melee stamina DPS and two light, one caster, one healer. Um, they're also adding in the item sets that are found in the Mall of Lorcage, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, one heavy, which is designed for tank, which we'll talk about here in a second. And three new crafting motifs found exclusively through the Thieves Guild through completing delves and world bosses. Uh, those, I think, are the... Um, this Khajiit, which is really, really just has to be part of this show every single time. Every time. Um, so new assistants getting added those. They take the place of your pet. Ooh, take the place of your pet. But they like the people. The follower is that like are like a bank or yeah, a bank yeah. uh, um, a fence yeah. yeah so you can summon Pretty a fence cool. to you but at an extra cost so like they take 35% of the profit or whatever but that you could do them in the field which do, is do these people I've yet to get one in the PTS and yeah, play with it here um, if I remember correctly I think they sell one in the in the cash shop for um, always follow you or is it something you summon and then it, they it's appear a, do it's you a know? summon to summon. I know okay. it takes the place of your pet. I don't think they follow you constantly. Maybe I should grab it. I think I saw it and then it just went right by my head. So I'll have to play with that a little bit and see what's going on. But regardless, that's what they are. They're allowing you to bank and sell in the fields. Um, I hope there's some restriction on that. 
but I don't know. Um, Clan of Orphan, he brings up an interesting point. My big concern is the fact that they are crown store items except for the fence. I hope that they, uh, that these three, oh, one. I hope these are the only three they put out. So there's a fence you probably get from doing the Thieves Guild quest line. Um, they have two others, which was a bank and I guess another merchant, which are, are crown store exclusives. That's interesting. Thoughts? I'm really only uh, interested in the fence. So. It doesn't surprise me too much. In the old days, in other games, that would be a vet reward for being a loyalty member. You'd get like the bank and the merchant guy. So since they've taken that away and put the ground, mm -hmm. ground store in, I'm not entirely surprised that that's where they are exclusively. I'm as long as they're permanent like if they're a pet I'm fine with it because it is a convenience item in most cases I could find the bank very useful and obviously I'm a huge proponent of earning stuff in the game don't get me wrong there um, but as an item I mean in reality you should just be emptying your bank before you go out to adventure like why would you go out with full bags like it doesn't doesn't register me having the assistant to come in and be able to bank your stuff through a magic portal or whatever however they're going to do it is is nice to have and apparently the bank is um at least as, as of last i heard it's usable by anyone in your in in your party i guess so like if one person has it everyone in the group has bank access because they can all oh. use them the fence is the fence is uh, for you only. No, the bank is supposedly. Last I heard, unless they change it on the PTS, which I'm sure they haven't done yet, it's usable by anybody. It's not solo. Uh, Gordo and Chad, hello, welcome to the chat room. Thank you for showing up. Um, yeah, so uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I guess it doesn't really bother me because I have maxed out bag slots. I have like 200 slots. Unless I was farming before I started an event, I very rarely run out. Um, and even if I do, I just use the mailing trick. I find a friend going, hey, I'm going to send you some mails. Just return them to me. I mean, that's what Thais and I would always do when we were when we were out farming or grinding. We didn't want to leave. We would just send a couple mails, get 30, 40 you know, armor pieces or something out of our bag that we just wanted to break down or sell. Just send them to each other. We return them. They sit in our bank till we're somewhere that we can grab them. Yeah, we used to do that. We had the add-on, so that you just typed in RTS in the title, so that when next, but whoever you, doesn't matter who you send it to, as soon as they open their mailbox, it immediately flipped through all the mails and sent them straight back. So yeah, they yeah. couldn't not give it back to you if they wanted to. <laughs> yeah, I had uh, I had that um, as well. It stopped working for some point. I don't know if it's just because I hadn't updated or whatnot in a while, but for a while it stopped working, so I just got rid of it. And I, I it was always my wife anyway, so it's if she wanted to keep it, she could have had it. it. Didn't really bother me, but. It is what it is. Um, but yeah. So Thieves Guild, they will talk about it. Talk about some other things about what you're going to be doing. Uh, do take note, however, that with the Thieves Guild, and I'm going to say this as well, um, the Thieves Guild skill line is indeed locked behind the DLC. So if, you're, if you don't buy it, you can't get the skill line. If you are an ESO Plus subscriber, you get you get it, but if you let your thing lapse, you don't lose the skill line, but it no longer advances. So if you had points into it, let's just say it goes up to level 10. I don't know what it is. I don't 
I don't know. We'll say it goes to level 10, you got level 5, you have all your skill points that it allowed you to put in it. No matter what you do that would advance it, whether it's stealing or whatever, it will not advance any further. It is locked there, but you don't lose your progress. Like, you don't lose access to it, even if your ESO Plus subscription, uh, you know, stops. So, yay. If you max it out, then you got it. But uh, just keep that in the back of your minds. Um Uh, Clan of Orphan has it. I wanted to read that. I'm sorry. I need some more buffer over here. Uh, Clan of Orphan says, I will buy them, but I don't want items that take people away from central points. You lose the size of population and isolate people. So if uh, these are the only three, I'm for it. Um, I'm assuming he's, he's, he's talking about things such as crafting, like being able to do everything from wherever you are. No right. reason to go back to cities. That, that does leave an empty feeling. Um, that's already done that, hasn't it? Bank, merchant, and fence. What else do you want other than, other than when you go to craft? Other than crafting, yeah. Which, I don't, you probably yeah. Go to, which usually you probably go to a specific crafting table somewhere out in the sticks anyway. So I, I do. It's most of the time it's Hunding's Rage, so I'm out in the rift yeah. just pounding away out there. So there's, there's no reason to be in town. Yeah, I honestly think these would actually kill the idea of being in town other than being in town. I really think towns need to be more occupied through questing means are a reason to be in the towns um yep i i agree i want more i don't like the idea of just being able to pull some random guy up and have him be my bank i don't know i think it's kind of weird it's <laughs> that wasn't the word i thought it. you were gonna say <laughs> started with a b <laughs> i'm sitting there going that idea funny enough that was, yeah. that was much more fun yeah i don't mind i don't mind that too much. yeah i was getting ready where's my mute but i was getting ready for like the beep i'm like i'm pulling out he'll be my banker oh okay <laughs> not what i thought you were gonna say works <laughs> um i mean they kind of did that in skyrim too with the uh with the dramora you know you get a random dramora you can summon him and he's i, I believe he was like a what was he? He was pretty much something like this. You can sell him your stuff, and right. Uh, more it makes a little more sense than a random red guard guy popping up behind you out of a cloud and going, "All right, give me your stuff, and I'll take it back for you." Where you come from? Right, right. Lore, lore wise, it seems kind of weird to me. Hmm. This is an MMO, though. So he makes another point about guild halls, which I don't think they'll ever do guild halls, but they have confirmed housing. I really think housing will be the bane of cities, as you're talking about, especially if they allow you to add crafting stuff into your housing and, and be able to do various things. I'm sure they probably well, they don't even need to add. I was thinking they could add like magical bank store, you know, access or something from your house, but you would have it now anyway with one of these merchants. So, I know EQ2 was killed once guild halls came out because you had your, everything you wanted: merchants, crafting halls, and your own guild. So people just and your own gate, so you could teleport straight back to it. So, yep. yeah, I don't like, I don't like that idea either. Guild Wars 1 did the same thing. This cat will not leave me alone. Like, it's crazy. You gotta go to the bank. Go to the bank. Don't have a random banker chilling in your house. Um, I know Dark Age of Camelot was similar, too. Like, uh, all the main cities were very populated when the game came out, but when housing came out and you were able to put NPCs in your houses that could do all the banking stuff, like, th that's where people went to craft, even though crafting was kind of, like, tacked on in that game. But there was no like gathering materials you bought it all for money and you just made it but regardless um 
all the merchants and everything were in that town. So if you wanted to make anything, you had to go to one of the main towns. So the main towns were always full of crafters because it's the only where only place you could go. Um, but it it got to the point where once you did in the house, and people just sat in their guild houses all day. I mean, I don't mind having like a work, a little like a workbench and a grindstone there, so you can like decon. I mean, nobody's mm. gonna go make some armor, normal armor, anyways. You have to go out into the world to get anything good, so right. That doesn't bo- that doesn't bother me too much, but it's most mostly the personal banker, or the personal merchant, things like that. I just like that idea. Right. The problem is, I think, and I don't really see it as so much of a problem. I'll I'll say it as that. Uh, it's just the way it is. It's almost like a subgenre at this point, or at least this is how MMOs seem to be fracturing. And Esteldin, you can probably throw some two cents on this. MMOs before that were considered more hardcore, like the EverQuest, the Vanguards, the Dark Age of Cam, Ultima Online. People would gather in cities because those were the safe zones. Those were the places to go. That's a nice amber ale you got right there. Um, <laughs> I'm saying I get my kickstart and. I'm thinking I picked the wrong choice. Um, Free gaming for the Super Bowl, man. There you go. <laughs> it's They had a reason to go into the cities. These modern MMOs, which Elder Scrolls Online is a modern MMO. Um, it's, it's more about convenience and playing the game. Some people don't like sitting in cities. I mean, I personally do. Don't get me wrong. I miss those days of, of hanging out in, in, in taverns. Like Now taverns are there for maybe a few quests. Before taverns were a meeting place, like that's, I remember Dark Age of Camelot and and uh, Ultima Online. You would go into taverns. Maybe it was a role play thing. I don't really know, but that's where you went to find groups because there was no zone chat. It was all kind of localized into a, like a, a small subsection, so it was just a common thing. Everyone went to the inn to find groups. That's where you walked in. You'd meet your players. You'd go forward. Um, modern MMOs which is the mainstream now, especially after this post-World of Warcraft type MMO world we live in, is very much a, let's get the players out there. Let's let's remove the inconvenience factor um, and, and get them somewhere else. Now there's a splinter sect of some of these uh, more indie MMOs coming out, uh, um, uh, Pantheon, Saga Lucemia, a few of these other ones, that are trying to bring that back in more of a, a, a social way. But modern MMOs, I don't think will will ever go that way. And ESO is a modern MMO. They're trying to add convenience to get people into what they consider is the main game rather than sitting around in town twiddling your thumbs waiting for a group. Hence, Dungeon Finders, things like that. Yes. Yeah, everything that is. It's all fast food. That's what it is. Yeah. Just get in, get out. It's all about, all about me, me, me. How is it more convenient for me to do this? What do I get for being with other people? Why should I do this? Why should I do that? It's, there's, no, there's no real community. It's, it's You join with others simply because it benefits you. There's, people rarely go out there. Mind you, there's not even reasons to go out your way to help others, really, because there's nothing that anyone needs help with. Hmm. You know. Um, whereas you find the older games, and say it's not necessarily that you used to gather up in town. I mean, in some old games, just everywhere was a meeting place, because obviously... Combat was nowhere near as twitchy. Everything was slow in between fights. There was lots of downtime. So sitting around and actually getting to know people in the zone, in your group, whatever, that was all part of the play. Because you think, right, well, I can't get into the next fight yet. I need some more mana back. Or I need to regen my health. So 
you just have conversations, God forbid it, with the people you're actually grouped with. Uh, but you don't need that anymore because between each fight, you pretty much instantly get yourself all your resources back. You move on to the next fight. I say there's no reason to help others because there's there's nothing you go out in the world to do. You're like, oh man, can I? I really need some help to do this. It's like, well, there is nothing. Maybe at worst, you need someone to go help with the world boss quite quickly. Um, another thing that modern games have done is, in in the older games, you used to have buffs. You know, you could you could go past a new guy and go, here's a buff. You've just got now five times as many hit points as you had before. It's going to last for forty minutes. You don't get that kind of thing anymore, so you can't go around and randomly help someone with a bit of like, oh, here you go, have this. This is going to make your life much easier for the next 20 minutes, 30 minutes. You know, none, none of that goes on. So, yeah, games are very self-contained. Uh, I play with myself. I do what I need to do. And then occasionally I might need to go with others if I want to do a dungeon or something. Gotcha. And for those in, in, in uh, the chat, sorry about that. I noticed that I had a few drop frames there for a second. Uh, so for your podcast listener, there might be a few seconds of weird droppage. Um, it's because I lost about 856 frames. So that's like three seconds, but <laughs> sorry about that. Hashtag blame Krabby. Hashtag blame Krabby. Absolutely. It's all his fault. Uh, Argmir in chat says, yeah, buffered for a second. He reloaded the page. It's fine now. So, all right. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. All of a sudden, I was looking at my OBS, and all of a sudden, it went yellow. You know, the little you know stream bar went yellow, and then red, zero bits, and then went right back. And I don't know what the heck happened. So, oops. All right. So that was a fun little conversation. So let's talk a little bit about PTS patch notes 2.3.0. And I specifically want to talk about one thing in particular, and I'm just going to let Avi talk. Avi. Tell us, uh, how are you feeling? Uh, well, puncturing strikes got ruined for me. There's no knockback anymore, so I can't knock back the healers. Mm -hmm. uh, the, heal, the healing on it got nerfed, so that sucks. And the damage pretty much got nerfed, so that kind of sucks too. The whole thing just kind of sucks. <laughs> Breath of Life is really disappointing now because you can only uh, heal... Pretty much you can't heal your whole group anymore, so... Uh, I don't know. Need I say any more? I'm I'm very dis I'm very disappointed. They they knew I was playing a Magic Templar and they they took it out on me. Please don't ever play a Stamina Templar, Avi, because I don't want my game ruined. <laughs> uh, my, my my other VR16 Stamina Templar and they no, fine with that. So that was because don't. I wasn't a, I wasn't a good DPS. So they're like, okay, this is fine. But now no. that I'm a good healer, they're like, no, no. No, you got to knock him down a little bit. Bring his bride back down to a normal level. Wow, yeah. Um, there were, have you guys ever seen the the Mexican laughing guy? Like the yes, yeah, yeah the crazy laughing dude. the crazy laughing guy. <laughs> I don't I don't speak Spanish, but I wish I did because I don't. Well, actually, no. I hope I I, I don't want to speak Spanish because it's funnier because I don't know what it is he's talking yeah, about. So yeah, people yeah. put captions for whatever it is they want, and it's hilarious because he's talking about Zas balance and he starts laughing oh we nerfed it <laughs> it just cracked me up um yeah it was it was funny just to hear the laughing guy just go on about templars i know that's not what he's really saying but it was funny they put the caption about templars and at the end he's like but at least they're getting the hat from gold <laughs> it was funny if you haven't seen it uh it was on reddit a few days ago you should look it up um, if I can find it, I'll put it in the notes, but I got a good laugh out of it, but 
Um, yeah, Puncturing Sweep got a little bit of a stealth nerf. I think it was specifically to battle the almost unkillability. Unkillability, is that even a word? I made it up. It is now of uh magic templars because it was just so much healing back and if you were it was amazing it, well yeah it was pretty it, it almost made it made me destroy two great swords that were vr16 legendary quality to get the right trait trying to build it up because i'm like well if i'm gonna do this master marina i'm gonna need that extra heal so i'm gonna go magica and then i read the notes yeah. going oh it, and then i'm like yeah Forget it. I'm done. It was it was a savior, Maelstrom Marina, and apparently it looks like they're trying to fix Focus Charge again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, hopefully that works out this time. That, that was will... part of the laughing man too, and he's just laughing. He's like, at least we fixed Focus Charge after a year. <laughs> that will make Maelstrom Marina a lot easier. <laughs> no, I bet you be, it's not fixed either. Yeah. It'll be crap as normal. Maybe we, I I think they should just remove Focus Charge. Just get rid of it. Like, all together. <laughs> and don't even bother replacing it, because, you know, why would you want to do that? that, that I don't know. I, well, see, the thing is, I don't know what they tried to do with it. Just make it an instant teleport, like the uh, the Nightblade jump or the charge ability from... I don't know what it is about that animation that gets people stuck. Just remove the animation. You don't need it. We All, all we care about is the fact that we get from one point A to point B. Make it a teleport. Teleport. I, I can't help but I can't help but feel that Zoss would have had it fixed if it wasn't for Krabby. Hashtag blame Krabby. Hashtag blame Krabby. <laughs> um, you guys will get what that is after this. Don't worry. We'll, we're getting to that. I know it's an inside joke for now, but you'll you'll get you'll get it. Um, yeah. So that that that's some in, like I've looked through the rest of the notes and I've been playing through them. Over overall, like we've talked about a lot of the features in previous episodes so i'm not going to go over all the features again because we've already done all that um but i really want to touch on some of the changes for patch notes um because these things are things that don't get highlights right because who cares you know like oh it's not a new feature they don't think about the uh the things that are changing but uh magica dk's man ouch they got a big buff like oh you don't say <laughs> you don't say. I half, an hour, half an hour reading through their bloody oh they got this and this and this and they're pretty much amazing even though they were already amazing beforehand. And I got to the Templar part. You suck. This is gonna be a bit shitter than it was before. Uh, yeah, this is gonna be as good as it was either. Your 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 heel is gonna be half as effective as it was before. Like oh jeez. <laughs> I thought I was bent over the table and given something very surprising. <laughs> the focus charge. Focus charge. <laughs> probably get stuck in there uh yeah. mitchell and chad hey welcome to the chat room man uh we're here having fun talking about poor templars getting the reaming but you know magic hey, and dks now, now that four-man dungeons are cross-faction my uh vr9 dunmer dk i'll be able to pull i'll be able to pull him out oh great you'll do more dps than me period just because dunmer dk yeah, as soon as, don't, uh, don't tell me he's a vamp comes. too is he a vamp? No, no not, not right now. As, hey, as soon as uh, Dark Brotherhood comes out and the vet pranks are gone, he will be very good. Oh. Yeah, my DK will be Max then. Yeah, right. Same here. Actually, I'll have two. I'll have two of them Max. I have two Dunmer DKs. I'll still probably only have two Max characters. <laughs> um, I'll get to it in Tales. I try. I got like one level, but I'll get to that. Um, 
Yeah, so Magic of DK seems to be a very strong thing coming up here with Thieves Guild. So I, I expect to see a huge rise for when <laughs> Arkaneer in chat, Dunmer, Dragonite, Vampire, Emperor. Yeah, pretty yep. much. Pretty much, yeah. Um, There's no room for a huge rise in DK. The entire population already is a DK. <laughs> pretty much. Except for this random people who just like torture, apparently, and are playing Templars. Like stamina, stamina Templars, it's like people laugh at you. Stamina Templar, <laughs> you suck. Uh, and now they're going to do the same thing for healing Templars. <laughs> at least we get the hate accordingly. Uh, man, I think I think it's something with me choosing classes. It's, it's all my fault because I was a Retribution Paladin in Warcraft like before it was cool. You couldn't even get into it. Like people are like, oh, you know, like looking for one DPS for dungeon. Oh, I'll go. Okay, what's your class? Uh, Rep out. Never mind. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Whatever. Just go cry in a corner. Uh, On a a bright note, we can save our progress in Vet Maelstrom Arena now. This is true. Yes. This is true. I'll actually do it now without Uh, getting frustrated and rage quitting. Now, I wasn't able to confirm this. Um, I probably should have before I want to mention it, but um, did anyone see anything? I Actually, it is in the patch notes. Let me just pull it up. Someone vape for me for like five seconds. Vape, 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 vape. Uh, they're bringing back loyalty rewards. Ah, oh, yes. Talk about that for a minute. Uh, it's pretty simple. It's, it's just like for simple things like DLC. So if you have Orsinium, all you got to do is enter Orsinium, and they go, yeah, you own Orsinium. Here's a, re- here's a reward for being here. So it's not as cool as it used to be, but it's a good sign that they're coming back, and I think it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. No, that is very neat, and that was something. Uh, actually, this is perfect. Um, Dudes and Tamriel mentioned this, and I actually went and wrote a letter and stuff, and I really appreciate what Zoss has been doing lately with their loyalty. You know how we complained about things being everything in the cash shop? Well, they have been doing pretty good lately with adding a few things in that aren't just that you pay with your wallet. They've added a few costumes in Imperial City that you got through the RNG of opening uh, the bags, which is cool. They added a Horver pet for doing something or another. It's an achievement lock. So that's awesome. Like, you didn't have to buy those. Those are available in the game. Um, Orsinium. They gave so many costumes. Yeah, they gave, like, three, I think. Three just for completing one quest. Yeah, you get three costumes. Yeah, which is awesome. You know, they added those into the game. Um, and Thieves Guild were getting at least one costume, and they're also getting these pets or these lo- loyalty rewards. You own them, and that includes people who have um, ESO Plus. You just have to go and complete the quest. You get it. Um, and I said how that's that's really awesome that they're doing that because that was one of the main things I, I was always complaining about the buy-to-play is the fact that everything was in the cash shop and nothing was added. Um, the only thing in my mind that would make it like the perfect buy-to-play game is if they every DLC had either a pet or a mount, I'd prefer a mount because mounts are awesome and people love mounts, uh, being locked behind the hardest achievement to uh, accomplish in the DLC, whatever it may be, and give something for people to work towards. Right? So one mount, every DLC, throw it behind an achievement wall of, I don't know, defeat a mall of Lorcage on veteran mode, whatever. You know, anything like that. Um, something that's actually very difficult to accomplish and, or that people have to work towards would be great. 
it's a trophy. You get to ride around and say, I did this, exactly. look at me, I did it, and now I have I have my reward with me. So Absolutely. I, I agree. I agree. That I mean, I know it's buy to play, and while I'm a big subscription fan, uh, the game is one is one of the best buy to play out there. If they added that in, because they've already done so good with ad- adding a few costumes and now adding pets and stuff into the in the game that you don't have to buy with your your with your credit card. Keep selling stuff in the Crown Store. Just add us a mount, one mount in a DLC that's behind a hard achievement, and you guys will have my eternal love forever. Because you guys are doing great with what you're doing so far. Fantastic. I'm so happy with what you're doing, so keep it up. Um, Soul Reservoir and uh, Vitality Bonus. They're removing the old Soul Reservoir system, and now it's been replaced with what's called a Vitality Bonus. Um, This applies to Trials. So Vitality Bonus, this is something that was kind of hidden. Vitality Bonus is a new feature added in Trials, which track player deaths and awards points based on remaining lives. Each trial, you will have a maximum number of lives specific to the trial, and each life will be worth 1,000 points. So you're not always going to have 60. It may actually change or whatever, depending on maybe the difficulty of the trial, whatever. At the end of the trial, the remaining lives are multiplied by those points and then added to the score. The score is then multiplied by the time modifier and your final score will be displayed with some additional supporting information. What this means is that once again, deaths within trials matter more than just time. Each life lost will diminish your final score. So lives before, you'll be able to view your score and remaining lives uh, towards the vitality bonus on the HUD while in a trial or arena. So it, it's, not, it's not just about time anymore. It's actually about doing the content well, not just fast. I like it. Which is what it was used to be, didn't it? In the old days. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, and actually, since he brought this up, before I continue, uh, congratulations on one year, Esteldian. Right. Oh, we forgot to well, say that at the beginning of the show, because... Uh, Clan of Orphan actually just mentioned in chat. He's like, Jealous, uh, I want to say, remember you almost quit podcasting a year ago. I would love you from today to talk to you from then. Not throwing sand, but I feel you. <laughs> I have to point this out. Uh, yes, I was not very fond of the buy to play. I'm still not. I, not not with ESO. I'm, I like what they've done. I'm not fond of the industry meta, and I never will be. Um, but this is definitely the best to play slash free to play MMO out there the way they're doing it. Um, the least so, bad of a bad situation. The, yes, yes. If I had to have it, it would I prefer uh, the game to go tomorrow? We're doing away with the the buy to play and going back to subscription. Absolutely, it'll never happen. But I'm just a subscription. Uh, that's how I am. Um, but this is definitely if I have to pick this, they've done it the best. So, yeah. Um, DirectX 11 upgrade. They've upgraded ESO graphics engine to be DirectX 11 specific. This will mean you'll no longer be able to launch or run the DirectX 9 version of the game. So if you're having a computer that no longer that cannot go above nine, uh, you're going to be SOL. Um, I'm actually going to tie this in here as well. There was an article on um, WCCF Tech website where they they were talking about one of the ESO lives that on ESO live stream that they announced 
that they are working on a DirectX 12 upgrade for the PC version of ESO. Now, there's no ETA, um, but they are working on it, and that's actually going to be really cool because it'll affect performance, it'll, it'll affect draw distance. I know I was telling uh, hashtag blame Krabby about it, and he pretty much wet his pants with excitement. So it, it, it's it's neat to see that they're working on that. I did want to mention that um, as well as we're going through these notes. Uh, I almost found what I needed, some more vaping. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's a small interlude. I know. I know. I, I should have looked this up because I wanted to mention I wanted to confirm it before I said it, but – I can't find it in the notes, and they said it was in the notes, and now I can't find it. Um, well, well hash, hashtag blame Krabby. Hashtag blame Krabby. Um, all right, I'm just going to say it, and I'll keep looking. Um, there's been rumors, I'll say that right now, that um, the Alliance skill lines have had their experience reduced so that they level faster. It's not a rumor, is it? I thought it was a fact. Someone even put out any changes. It's patch notes. That's why I'm looking in the patch notes, but I'm not finding it. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I saw it on the Reddit version that Dominion just put on it. Said they've now changed the, the required experience for various levels of the Alliance points. And someone even posted up saying the exact amount you needed per each one. I think 670,000 got you the max. Yeah, Single Malt was the one who told me this. And I trust Single Malt. I do. I just wanted to be confirmed because he, he was telling me how they that was in the notes and I saw it, now I can't find it, and I just wanted to make sure I wasn't having a, a wonderful dream. Well, I saw it too, so I think you're right. Uh... Okay, well then then we'll be good there. But yes, uh, the Alliance Point um, skill lines uh, had their experience cost reduced, so now you'll be able to get those wonderful, wonderful abilities like Caltrops and Proximity uh, Detonation, those skills that I desperately need for PvE, faster so that's good to hear yeah 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 because i'm i i want to do cyrodiil but i want to do it on my own terms and i feel like i'm being forced because i need caltrops and vigor so yeah it becomes a lot less pleasurable when you're you're working towards it after i got my caltrops i was enjoying pvp a lot more because i didn't i wasn't aiming for the ap yeah when you're trying to get you looking god i've been here for an hour i've only gained x amount it's like oh you're yeah. looking around, always trying to find the best way of getting AP rather than where's the fun happening. Right. Where's the most exciting battles. So exactly. No, AP. Yeah, when I'm looking at it now, it's like, oh, I only got 10,000 AP. Oh, crap. Whereas when you're doing it for fun, oh, look, I got 10,000 AP. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then you get those buggers who are saying, oh, yeah, it's easy. You get a good 500,000 AP every hour. It's like, yeah, I'll be lucky if I get 20,000 AP in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could get that much an hour. Are you kidding me? Oh, my. So, yeah. Well, that's the 2.3 patch notes that I really wanted to touch on. Uh, final little bit of news. They did data mine some information from patch 2.3, and I'm going to pull it up here on the screen. Maybe. Yes, window capture. A little, little bit of news. A whole bunch of goodness. Well, yeah, there was. I mean, yeah. not, not gonna... Dra- The Dragon Warrior armor. 
Oh man, if you want to look like the Dovahkiin, there it is. Right? It has, the, it has the studded armor, the iron helm, boots and gauntlets. As people get to look at my, my show notes, because I don't have the right thing. Um, yeah, so first off here we got the bundles that obviously they've data mined, which are just the, which we talked about, Thieves Guild, the Every DLC bundle, which actually is pretty neat. It looks like they're doing what we we thought. Uh, where can I find the TeamSpeak information? It is, uh, I'll just give it to you right now. It's uh, dungeoncrawlernetwork.typefrag.com. It's on in our guild notes. Um, I don't think I have it on the website anywhere. But, it, yeah, that's what it is. It's open. Have fun. Have free. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there it is. Um, <clears throat> actually, before we get this, Clan of Orphan did mention another thing that I, I I like interacting with the chat, and he brought up. What do you guys think of the our thoughts on the Helm Shoulder Merchant and pricing at ninety nine thousand gold and two hundred thousand AP? Ninety nine thousand gold. Yeah, just shy of yeah hundred thousand. Hundred K for the Helm plus two hundred K AP. What are your thoughts? And that's that's per piece. So that's I'm guessing it'd be per piece. Two hundred K to get both of them. And Wait, 400... so it's, that's not dungeon helm and shoulders. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness for that! That's one less we need to ever goop again. It's uh, it's a Cyrodiil merchant, which I get why they're doing it. They they're trying to keep PvP players without having to do PVE they don't want to do. I guess. That's fair enough, actually. Fair, fair play to that. Cause... You know what? I don't want to fight Grobal to get the Engine Guardian. Okay, I'm over Grobal. I never want to see him again in my life. So <laughs> I, I, am, I, I, will, I will happily stack 200k to freaking get me the Engine Guardian. I've had so many of those helmets. <laughs> Threw them away. You know what? I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I have so many. I have like five of every other helm. I've never gotten an Engine Guardian. Really? Never got helm, not helm, shoulder. I mean shoulders. I only have a couple helms. Oh, I don't well, get too you, lucky. I don't get too if, lucky on helm drops. If you get in the dungeon quick before you get nerfed to oblivion, on right. on the Templar, you should find you can uh, pretty much solo the end boss of the Templar. Get in there and enjoy it now while you can. Well, that's right. I'm that's right. I'm healing now. I don't mind Grubel too much. It's your guys' job. Right. I'll keep you alive. <laughs> Ark and chat. I hate Grubel. Um. I tank and heal it. I understand the premise behind why they're trying to do it. I honestly think it should probably be a little more expensive. Do you get to choose your trait, or is it random? That I don't know. If you're able to, if you're if able to random, choose trait, I'm actually all for it. Yeah, Plan of Orphan. If you know if the trait is random or not, uh, let us know in chat. Cause that's a that's a good question. Yeah, I get well, I get well, spr- well fitted or well the sprinting one or whatever. I'm gonna flip desk. Yeah, oh, so it's two hundred thousand points or it's ninety nine thousand gold. Oh, I don't like that. That it's one or the other. I think it should have to be um, UAP points. If no. the idea is so PVPers don't have to deal with dungeons, I'm all for that. Ninety nine thousand isn't much gold for a PVE to pop in and buy. It's not, but I know what they're doing is it's weekly. The merchant shows up. I think it's it's. As of right now, it's Divines, which is the perfect trait. Um, yeah, now that you say that, I'm actually a little less fond of it. Because yeah, um, when it was both, if it's one or the other, I'm actually rather unfond. Because then you're just waiting. You wait for the helm and shoulder show up that you want, and you go buy it. I'm, I'm not fond of the fact that it's a perfect trait, I guess. 
Um, yeah, it's supposed to change each week or whatever it is or however it, it changes. So it's not every helm. You can't just go and pick whatever. You have to go find them and, 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 and pick uh, when it's there. But I don't know. I, I'm not real... Yeah, I don't, don't like that. I say I didn't mind the idea of two hundred thousand AP points because PVPers don't want to do the dungeons. I understand that, and to be honest, two hundred thousand AP may not sound like much, but for a hardcore PVE, that's way they'd rather farm a dungeon than do PVP to get that much AP. Oh, I can so, farm the hundred thousand faster yeah. than I can get two hundred thousand AP. That's exactly it. I don't like the fact that gold is an option in that because yeah, I can PVE, get a hundred thousand in no time. Yeah, well, my wife's got almost probably one and a half to two million gold sitting there doing nothing. Just, just sat there and are ready to be spent. Um, yeah, money is too easy to get for PvE. There's no reason to go run a dungeon again if you can just go buy it with gold. Yeah. Give it AP only. I didn't even mind if it was AP and gold. Like, that's how... I thought it was both, so yeah. you needed a little uh, well, bit. I wouldn't buy... I, I object to that because, again, for PvPers, most PvPers don't have much money because you don't really make any money out in PvP land. So sure. sticking 100 grand on it would be quite harsh because... Just like 200,000 AP sounds like a lot to a PvE. 100,000 gold is quite a lot for a PvP unless they were lucky enough in the old days to go around buying the Cyrodo rings and selling them for a fortune on the market, which I assume is kind of obsolete nowadays. But in the old days, the PvP could make quite a bit of money, but now I'm not so sure they can because there's not that much they can sell off with their AP points. Yeah, since they've, I know they've changed how. Um, uh, well, the gear in there, the best in slot gear, most of which is crafted now. So, yeah, yeah I, I see what you're, I see what you're saying. It's just not that big of a deal anymore. Um, but yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm not real fond of, of, of how it's being done. I can't say I agree. So. Um, just because of, of, of that. All right, back to the conversation at hand. They're adding more consumables, one of which is being they're getting rid of the um, Malachite in the guild store and are now just doing a universal consumable item. And you can see here on the screen there's a few consumables, uh, the salvage item pack, large, small, medium. Uh, I assume that's going to be the, the crafting style in a certain amount of whatever. Adding new costumes, including Treasure Hunter, Red Guard Noble Dress, Red Guard Male Low. Like As you can see here, there's quite a bit of these. They're getting pretty big in the costumes, um, which is pretty popular with a lot of people. Morag Tong Armor, uh, Dragon Warrior, which is exactly the what appears on Skyrim, so they knew their marketing there. Go ahead, Avi. Just, I'm just going to let you roll with that one. I love it, man. It's the studded armor from Skyrim. I mean... How can you not? How can you not love that? It's just so perfect. And also, they're adding the dragon priest armor, which is mm -hmm. also exactly like what you see in Skyrim. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I play Skyrim, my character always has a dragon priest mask on. So yeah, I, I rolled down. There's a few other things, Bosmer stuff. It's neat that they're adding these things. Costumes they seem to go pretty, pretty well. Um, adding a couple new mounts, which I'm excited about, like three new camels, a uh, couple senche. There's a Domithra, Senche, Lions. Yeah, two lions. different Lions. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy I didn't buy a Senche. I was like, there's always been something wrong with those Tigers. I was like, I don't know what it is. Now I know they're not Lions. Mass Bear, a couple more pets. 
Uh, and some of these, I, I gotta, I gotta highlight here. Uh, one of these in particular does not appear in the Crown Store. This Echolad or whatever it is you see here on the center of the screen. Um, that is, some of these are actually going to be the loyalty rewards for the DLC. Like I've seen that the Echolette is the one for owning Orsinium. Oh, okay. So it, not everything that appears on this list is going to be for sale. Some of this stuff is uh, just things that they data mined that um, will be loyalty type rewards. And uh, Arkner says, hey, there's nothing wrong with our tigers. But you got to remember, he didn't have our tiger. So maybe maybe that's why he feels this way. Because I ride around my tiger. Innate jealousy. Yeah, I ride around him exclusively because no one else can get him. <laughs> And of course, the two people down here, the banker and the merchant, are both here as utility type things. Um, I don't know if they're permanent or what. Yeah, so they are what they are. And the thing is, if you can buy the merchant guy and summon him as and when, surely bag upgrades kind of become kind of redundant at this point. No wonder they were selling them half price, the buggers. They knew they were selling this later on. No one needs bag up space anymore because they just go, oh, my bags are full. I'll summon the merchant and sell to him. Right. But they got in there, sold half price bag space. So we went, oh, I'll buy all those. Max out my bag space. Excellent. <laughs> Some crowns being spent. And here's a merchant. So you never need bag space again. Never need Damn bag you. space ever again. Enjoy. Nice. Um... So yeah, that was what we saw on the data mined information. I hope you guys found that interesting. There's some pretty neat things on there. We'll probably see them hit the crown store um, as we get closer to uh, Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood. So yeah, they're going to make bank off a dragon warrior. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. How much do you think that will go for? Oh, yeah. Think it will, think it will be normal price? No. Yeah. No. Like, it's going to be like the three one. It's probably going to be two grand. I can't, dude, I'd be, I'd be so mad. I, I still don't like this whole idea that they're selling one that's the same price as their Thieves Guild DLC. It's like, what? <laughs> I understood, I understood it for the Frost Horse because, like we've been saying, you know, they're kind of testing the water with that one, yeah. seeing how how far they can go. But now it's like, no, I didn't, e I didn't even know it was that much when I bought it. I was just so excited to have it, and now every time I look at it, I go out. Wow, 2K was, do I they like it 2K worth? They can sell those bad boys for 5K, 10K, whatever the hell they want. Horses, pets, cosmetics, whatever. Costumes, sell them for whatever they want. Make a real bucket out of that nonsense. It's all, it's all fluff anyway. <laughs> yeah, but As for me personally, if it's, that ex if it's that expensive, then they lost my sale. Yeah. So I guess a lot, a lot of people will, will just throw the cash at them, but not me. Especially for the Dragon Warrior and the Dragon Priest, things that are so iconic to the game Skyrim. Yeah, but like if you want something exclusive, I know it sounds bad, but if it's ten thousand crowns, like you said, who, why and God's name would you spend that for a costume or mount? Which means very few will. Which means if you do have the money, you do buy it. You're actually one of the few people running around with that that thing on. So it's it's a good with a bad, isn't it? Those who've got money to throw away can actually get something that's quite exclusive, despite being on the crown store. Whereas when it's hey, look at this costume, it's a thousand. Everyone buys it, and so everyone's running around looking the same. Whereas if you're thinking at a stupid price, it does bring a bit of uniqueness to it. So while I'd never spend that much, I could see a, a perk of selling a few cool outfits at that. It would cause outrage, but at the end of the day, you know, it's like when oh, someone yeah. Yeah, buys a £10,000 suit point. rather than 1000 It definitely makes it more unique if it's more expensive, because once it gets knocked off at the Crown Store, then 
then you're yeah. unique again because you're you know you're like me with my tiger. <laughs> yeah. Um, much to your hate there, Avi. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, it is what it is. Like they're making money off. I mean, it is a costume. Um, I I think it's a little expensive, and I would rather I would rather. I think they'd make more money for cheaper. Okay, and I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm one of those sub guys. So I'm one of those guys who's like, yeah, I don't like things just given to me. You know, I like to work for them. Um, so I'm all for, you know, hey, if it's gonna be expensive, it is. But I feel like, look what Tryon Worlds and stuff like that are doing, like how they're botching up Rift and things like that with their cash shop and all these things. Just. Don't burn your goodwill because, yeah, while you have me who's a sub guy who would love it if you went back to sub, a lot of these people like to be able to buy these things and throw five bucks at you every two weeks, and they love that kind of thing. Um, but if you start making things so super expensive, you may garner a lot of bad will from longtime players who are like, I can't afford to spend 50 bucks worth of crowns every month to get all the cool costumes because some people like to collect those things. And I feel like you'd make more sales – with a more reasonably priced than super high. Now I'm not saying 2K is super high or whatever the case. People probably still buy it. I'm just saying what Estelian's saying with the 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 rarity of the um, oh if you buy this for this amount, I, I think you, the people who do have the money great, but it's it's that whole 99% movement bullcrap. You know, people angry that they can't afford it creates a lot of back. Yeah, but that's, that's the world all around. It, it is the like, world, but I, you... I actually wouldn't mind occasionally. I'm like that actually. I I wouldn't buy it myself, but you, you don't make a habit of it. But if you put something random, okay, ten thousand be ridiculous, but a few thousand, bit pricey. Throw it up there and say, you know, yes, it's an exclusive item, quite quite ladi da for those who want it. I mean, actually, because of how much I made for my sub and never spent, I could actually buy one of those outfits and walk around all badass and having not spent any pennies at all because my sub had covered it. Um, so actually, sub players would probably be the most likely ones to buy the rather ridiculous ones because at some point they probably find themselves burning a hole in their pocket with crowns. Right. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. You don't make a habit of it. Two thousand is a bit of a cheeky price. I, I'd rather you either went all out and said, "Here's an item that's five thousand. It is ridiculous cost. Here it is. We won't do this very often because it won't make that many sales." But boom, there it is. Rather than keep throwing these two thousand ones in there, which are a bit pricey on a regular basis. Right. And I mean, they've done that with the Frost Horse that was 3000 or whatever it was. And But, you know, people will start seeing that you're selling it, the DLC for 2000 and then a costume for the same price as what the DLC is going for. It's It just leaves a bad taste in people's mouths. Yep. I'm all about... People, I, who don't, people who don't have too much money, it's like, well, obviously I'm going to buy the DLC. Eh? Right. Even though I want this really bad, I'm like... And if you have to buy both of them, then it's like, oh man. That's, that's where the sub model's wonderful. Well, you can't budget everything. for the sub model and everything's available to you. You just got to work for it. Just saying. You know. That's why it should, I agree. That's why it should be sub. And they can't use the DLCs as our, as our, uh, you know, OB sub and you get all the DLC. Well, no, just everybody should sub. Everyone, everyone should sub. Have, everyone will have the Work DLC for what then, they then, want. <laughs> then, then, give, then give us better things. Like if there was a, like if they released Solitude and Markarth as a zone, and mm -hmm. all of a sudden, there was a new trial there, and if you beat the veteran trial, you get the Dragon Warrior armor. Yeah, exactly. You know, that That's what I want to see. And it's like, oh, that, that'd be amazing. But and, like, something as iconic as that, don't go sell it. Oh, and then see, that's part of the thing. Maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised, and maybe it'll be a loyalty reward. But like I was saying earlier, 
um, having those, like you just said, a trial, you go beat it, and all of a sudden you get a reward like that. Having at least one reward like that in the game for every DLC would be amazing. Because, hey, anytime you saw someone walking around in Dragon Armor, it's not because they could afford 5k crowns, it's because they did a thing. You know? That's sort of how my tiger is now. I know people will be like, well, you still spent money. Yeah, but it was it was not the fact that we spent the money. It was the fact that we were loyal the entire time, even when a lot of people were like, this game sucks. And that was a, like a thank you. So when I ride around my tiger and people look at me and go, how'd you get that? And I'm like, I was subbed from when the game came out until when they went by to play. This was a loyalty reward for being subbed the entire time. It's because I did a thing. I was loyal when I could have walked away. I didn't. It's not. It's not like now where it's like, oh yeah, I've been subbed the entire time. It's like, yeah, but if you weren't subbed, you weren't able to play the game. Right. You had to be subbed to play. So it's so much different than now. Yeah, it, so it's. It makes, it makes it more rare and more special. I don't know. It's. It's. Um, I don't. It. it I'm laughing at chat because Ark hasn't here. It is what it is. They are what they are. Most commonly used phrases by Jealous, 2014 to 2016. Here we go. Apparently, <laughs> that's what I say. I didn't know I said it that often, but apparently I do. And here I thought the most commonly used word was, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like a little bit of exclusivity, but I like it based on personal merit, not necessarily the size of your wallet. Let us support the game how we want to. That's great. And I'm not saying take away from support of the game, but also make make it that people want to play your game because here's the thing when people are in and playing your game and actually trying to work towards stuff they may be more likely to buy things in the cash shop because they're playing your game and then they notice it and go oh yeah by the way um if you don't have stuff for people to work towards and they don't care then they stop playing and then they're not watching your crown store anyway i don't know thoughts i think zoss is doing a good job just random thoughts um all right see um that's i really think that's what my thing is guys it's time for tales let's go ahead and roll right into those um let's i don't know who i want to go first i see <laughs> avi then axe then me okay yeah. avi go ahead all right let me uh, scroll down the notes scroll down the notes there we go okay i did my first trial my very first trial. It was yeah. uh, AA, AA, if I believe. Yep, Arthurian Archive. It was very fun. Krabby put together a big old event, and every time there was a bug or any time something bad happened that day, we blamed him. Hence, so, hashtag blame Krabby. Yeah, so if you're curious why we're saying hashtag blame Krabby a lot, it's, that was a very popular thing. Uh, but it whoops. But it was really fun. You know, we had KDR Mickey from ESOTR. Yep. We had a lot of people that... Uh, a lot of people that I haven't talked to in a long time because I haven't been playing the game as much as I'd like to. So it was good getting to talk to everybody again. And the trial was a lot of fun, even though I was I was pretty confused for the most part of it. I got to <laughs> I got to learn the whole trial thing a little bit, but it, it was fun, you know. I, yeah. I got to heal it. I got to heal it with Estelle. We also ran the gold pledge. I ran it with Krabby Ark and Eggs, mm -hmm. and that was Wayrest Sewers, if I mm -hmm. believe. I'm yep. trying to remember off the top of my head. Yeah, it was Wayrest. That was a lot of fun. I got a, I got a, a shoulder out of the gold chest. Can't remember what that was, but 
It probably didn't have the vines, some. but you could probably go buy it off that merchant. No, it oh. had the it had the beautiful one where you, you can like sprint faster. Oh, well like, fitted. You know, well fitted. <laughs> oh, my, my favorite, you know, just in case we ever want to race. So yeah, I got that, and then we also ran silver with you, uh, Ark, and KDR Mickey. Mm -hmm. So that was a lot of fun too. I can't remember what dungeon it was. Do you remember at all? Uh, what dungeon was that? Uh, Dire Frost. Dire Frost. Dire Frost. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good time. I mean, uh, we started that event, my time at least, it was 5.30, I think 8.30 Eastern. We stayed on the call for probably over three and a half, four hours just talking lore. Talking. The stream was four and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, talking lore, talking uh, ESO controversy, just having a good time, you know, and I really... I really enjoyed that. It was a it was a good time. It was everybody, a lot of fun. Every, everybody stayed up till midnight, one o'clock, <laughs> and I ended my call at like nine because I'm in good old California. So yeah, I was like, oh, time to go play some Witcher. It, it was a lot of fun because I know multiple times both uh, uh, KDR, Mickey, myself were like, oh, we got to go to bed, and we were talking about how Elder Scrolls is a game that if you rush through it, you miss things. And we started mentioning quests and. And we started talking more. It's like, okay, I'm going to bed. Oh, guys, did you do that one quest? You see how, oh, yeah. And like three hours later, it's what happens when you get a bunch of Elder Scrolls people in TeamSpeak and we just never stop talking about Elder Scrolls. It was a lot of fun. It was a real lot of fun. And Arkner says those damned axes in AA. Because uh, <laughs> Ark was tanking. And those axes were crazy. Uh, yeah, it, it was a lot of it was a lot of people that were in there first first trial yeah i think there was only like four or five of us who've actually beaten it and oh that's the worst and you get like four or five axes because everyone's inexperienced like oh god trying to tank those things four or five we always had four we had more than that in some cases there were people, so many people axes. were very people were very confused yeah it was, was amazing it was amazing to watch and, and not so really fun. well I, I can't say it's not their fault but it's their inexperience a lot of people who are in like i even i'm i'm built for melee like that's how I'm built. But I had to go range because I had a bunch of people who couldn't understand the chain lightning concept. Oh, yeah. So it was just safer. It's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to let these guys here. I'm going to back up and go range. Uh, and, I mean, it, they'll learn. As it is. No one did bad. We, we beat it. So we obviously did good, and it was just people unexperienced, and it was just easier. Somebody had to take a step back. I took a step back. Well, if you have a load of melee, there's nothing. Even if you have the experience, there's nothing you could do except try and heal through it because you will get chained horribly. Yeah, yeah. I think we wiped only once on yep. on the mage, and it was mostly due to chained. And I was like, okay, this time I'm stepping back, just taking one more person out of the mix. I wasn't doing as much DPS as I, I really should have been. I was only doing like seven or eight hay, which was fine for AA, but I should have been closer to fifteen if I was in melee. Um, but stepped out of that a little bit. Ark did a great job pulling his hair out, trying to get hold of the axes. Uh, when, Mitchell, he wasn't, when he wasn't falling asleep. When he wasn't falling asleep. Uh, Mitchell in chat going, you guys were in the trial and dungeon was awesome because he was in chat the entire time watching going, this is insane. The burn phase, I'm screaming more dots, more dots, just because I felt like it. <laughs> uh, it, 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 was, it was a really fun time, you know. It, it was. was. It was good to have the whole crew back together and hashtag blame crowd hashtag blame everything. so um, that, that was that was pretty much my week besides today i did jump into the pts i had to i didn't read much about the, the patch notes so i got in like okay how do i get to how do i get to office landing 
Right. And I had to figure. I had to figure out. I had to go. Well, that handy that. guide we talked about probably yep. would have helped. <laughs> yeah, I should. I should have looked at that a little bit. But it was. It was cool. You know, you get to go through. Like I said earlier, you get to go through Folstrom Homestead, and it's just uh -huh. a cool little, a cool little like way of teaching you the new mechanics. You know, you see a guard walking. The, the lady you're with, Quinn or whatever her name is, is telling you, "Be quiet. Don't go attacking things." You know dodge the guard so you jump in all of these barrels and you hide let the guard walk by you you go up to this big old like mansion and you gotta just, you gotta find a way to get in the mansion there's guards standing at all the entrances so you gotta walk all the way around and finally find a nice place with a big rock you can hop up and hop around and get inside a nice little puzzle where you gotta roll these three whatever they call it, you know three circle things with different uh, symbols and I couldn't figure out the lock so if anybody's confused about that, just look on the shelf. I'll say that. You'll know what I mean when you're there. Look on the shelf. It's right in front of your face the whole time you're doing it. I was there for like 10 minutes. It was kind of bad. But I finally got to Abba's Landing. I rode around on my damn camel. And uh, <laughs> You don't like the wait. camel? I don't like the camel. I, I'm, not, I'm, not a cam I'm not a camel kind of guy. I picture a camel like walking really slow through the desert, not having max speed, using freaking... Uh, <laughs> Using rapid maneuver, just dipping down as fast as it can go. It looks kind of funny to me. I tried to solo a world boss, and that did not go well. I, you know how the new world bosses are kind of in stages. You know, you knock right. out the first stage, the second stage, then the boss comes. I was able to get to the boss by myself. So I knocked out the first two stages solo. That's when I learned the hard way that uh, puncturing strikes or whatever it's called can't knock back anymore because i couldn't knock back the healers so the healers were just healing everybody back up to full health and there's nothing i can do with my current bar so that was a that was a learning curve for me uh, they definitely made being a magicka templar harder so besides that i just ran around obvious landing a really beautiful place you get to see a lot of like khajiit saint redguards juggling swords and I believe I heard there's this one like Khajiit or something that's like doing that thing where he shoves the whole sword down his throat and doesn't get cut and you know this the sword is, swallowing yeah I've seen yeah that. sword swallowing yeah it's it's a it's a very it's a very cool place it's I ran to the the place where you buy mounts the stables and I was like come on be there be an be an extra mount there there wasn't of course but I so right, in, the, in the thieves land there's a deep a, a deep throating pussy there. <laughs> Yeah. I will have to uh, visit that. I'll buy the DLC for that. <laughs> makes it makes it worth the twenty the two hundred crowns right there. You know? Two thousand crowns. It's a cheap price, really. Buy yeah, it. It's, it's expensive. A deep throating idiot. <laughs> I can't even say it. It's wow, an, it's, I, it's an exp, it's an expensive thing. It's it is apparently like normally they make you pay by the hour for that kind of thing, but it's a one-time flat fee. <laughs> you want to have it as long as you like. Yep. Wow. Um. Yeah. So that happens. <laughs> I, I don't know where to go from there. I'm. I think that's it. Show's <laughs> over. See you later, guys. Mic drop. Just out. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that that was that was about my week. I actually had a lot more play than I've had in the past few months. And uh, as soon as I get my new computer, I'll be back in it a lot more. Because man, Abba's Landing's beautiful, but in my graphics, it is still not too beautiful. So 
Well, just wait till you get your new PC, then you'll then you'll crank it up, and then you'll be on here just like you were like day one, just nonstop. Uh, you'll revisit all the zones. You'll probably delete one of your characters to start over, so you can experience it all in good I, graphics. I I, I I plan on it. How pretty that cat is. So which uh, <laughs> so which which uh, character oh, has sword, this? The whole sword's going down. Oh my. Sorry. Sorry, uh, no, I'm I'm dropping my. Uh, I have a character called the Magician. He's uh, a Breton sorcerer, and he's only like level thirty. So the sword of Damocles is hanging above his head, and it's gonna, yeah. it's gonna. That's that's it. All right. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm pretty much just gonna remake him. Okay. I need a I need a sorcerer for my for EP. It's the only the only class I had that's not VR. So. Oh, okay. I've got to pick him up, get the Sorcerer, even though once Dark Brotherhood's gone and once uh, Thieves Guild drops, I'll have my Breton Sorcerer from my DC side. Right, right. He's ready to go. Well, I've got, got a lot of Bretons now. A lot of Bretons. They've easily became my favorite race. They're a good race in this game, especially if you're Magicka. So. And there's and uh, their area is probably my favorite in all of Tamriel now. So. Oh. I mean, High, Rock, High Rock is just absolutely beautiful, so... This Khajiit will not leave me alone. I noticed that. She's just all over right now, so, yeah. Every once in a while, if you watch a Jealous' screen, you'll see a Jealous sitting there, then you'll see a cat get carried across the whole camp. That's <laughs> because so, she's oh. trying to sit, like, on my mic, on my keyboard. Now she's hope, on hope my she's not playing with any swords. No swords. No swords. <laughs> no swords have been played with. At least not by her. Um... How about you, Eggs? Let's let's move on to you. Well, you did almost everything that I did, uh, with the exception I, I. Well, I played with you guys, which was great. No swords were involved. Um, <laughs> I just I, I don't I just I don't know what to do. Um, so those those events were fun. Uh, I started playing more PvP, and I was in uh, on Thursday night. We did our my Ag night, but. Only me and Krabby were there, so we did some Imperial City. We were in the sewers. Uh, I got my butt handed to me by a sorcerer like four times. Um, but I wasn't carrying that. I just kept running back at her and at her and at her. So when, whatever, I didn't have any stones. Didn't really care. Um, but So I manipulated my build a little bit more, and uh, Avi helped me with that because I was trying to do it from remoting into my PC, which does not work, by the way. Even with my good internet connection, when you remote into a PC and then launch the game, it, you just can't do anything. Like, keyboard commands are just not working. Uh, I could access the menu, and then I could move okay, but I couldn't do anything right. else. So, right. I'm like, I, I texted Avi. I'm like, Avi, are you busy? I'm, I'm trying to redo a build here for a guide I'm trying to do, and I need to respect, but I can't move to Mornhold. So, can you move me to Mornhold? <laughs> So he moved me to Mornhold, respect my skills, and threw me in the rift so I wasn't so laggy. Man, you made me pause the Witcher. <laughs> I know, I did. I did. But he helped me out with that. Um, so then I redid my build. So uh, I now have... I've actually moved away from the meta build for um, best PvP or damage, and I'm more well-rounded now for a little bit more PvP slash PV kind of do a little bit of both because right now I'm not the best at either right now I'm really bad at PvP decent at PvE my damage is up above average I well I don't know if that's really true 
Um, lower end of average, I guess, 15K. I should be closer to like 22, 25. Uh, I think Caltrops will help because if I remember correctly, people are saying like Caltrops alone is like 4K DPS, which would push me close to the 20K, so I'd be very happy there. I just got to farm it. Uh, you got to be careful with that. If I remember rightly, Caltrops can even work with one person anyway, so if too many have it. They don't overlap. They, yeah. I don't know if they change that or not. I don't know. Regardless, in most four-man dungeons, I'm the only DPS with it anyway. But um, uh, I, I would love to have Caltrops. Um, so I'm trying to get that. Even so, that would up my DPS by a good bit. Um, but I was running around in there, messed with my builds. Now I have a charge on my bar. I have two heals on my bar. Uh, well, I don't have two yet. I need to get Vigor, but I'm going to run Vigor and Rally. So I'll have two hots going off at once to, for survivability. That should help with Maelstrom since they nerfed Puncturing Sweep. I'm sticking with my stamina. I already have all gold gear, so I might as... And I have the Rings of Agility, which were like half a million to get everything. So I am already decked out in gear. I might as well just roll with what I got. Um, so I moved some stuff around. So I lost a little bit of regeneration, but... As long as I keep popping potions, I should be okay. Um, I might even switch out a few of my uh, my glyphs on my jewelry from uh, weapon damage to reduce feet cost. That should help out for sustain. Get a little bit more sustain in there. Puncturing sweeps is now on, so I now have my crits. So I got rid of evil hunter, um, and I have execute. So my bar is puncturing or biting jabs, critical rush. Uh, executioner, rally, and um, uh, the the heal from PvP. Uh, Flawless Dawnbreaker. Then my off bar is now bow. I have power of the light, venom, burnt or blazing shards, caltrops, and uh, evil hunter for the crit buff, and uh, and then meteor. So that's my new build that I've been running. Uh, the bow gives me a little bit. It's not much, but it's for what it is. But the crit rush helps with the PvP kind of stuff because if sorcerers are jumping around, I just crit rush. Um, yeah, it goes, it goes with magnum shot on your bow pass. You can knock them back and you back and then crit rush into them again. Oh, yeah. That's, actually, that's a, good sh that's a good idea. I could uh, put that on instead of the crit, the, the, the blazing or whatever because I... The evil hunter, because my potions are, uh, they have the crit bonus and the major brutality and major, uh, whatever the weapon damage. I have both of them that way in case my buffs overlap. They they get I have it from one place, so I always have it going because I chug potions constantly. Um, so that works out. Uh, I've liked it so far. It's worked really well so far from what I've done. I've been playing my. Um, Dragon Knight, trying to get her up. I got her one level. Uh, and I got it through doing uh, Maelstrom Arena. Normal. Because I heard Maelstrom Arena is actually a really good experience. Um, is it? I gained I a level. Thought of, I, haven't, I gained I haven't a level of, and a half. I haven't half. thought about using Maelstrom. That's a good idea. I've honestly gained... I'll, I'll say a level for good measure. Because I think it's a full level and I'm only on round like five. Like I haven't even finished it and I've gained a level. So... I mean, in theory, if it takes you an hour to beat Maelstrom Arena normal, it's a level and some change. Now, that's at 45. I went 45 to 46. 
but it's still not bad. I don't. I mean, since most grinding spots are dead now, um, Master Marina did pretty well for me. Now, given I, I I used one of my four extra experience scrolls, so that probably helped a good bit. But still, I mean, you don't actually get much from kills. So, and there's no quest to really turn in. I, I don't know if, if if it really affects in one way or the other. I I, I have to test it. Um, but. It, it did okay, so I'm just trying to run that, seeing how it goes. Um, but yeah, that that and of course doing my daily um, crafting writs every day. That's been fun. That's about it. That's all I've done. Um, but I've had a good week regardless. So um, yeah, uh, Stellian, I guess uh, you're up, my man. Uh, yeah, well, not surprisingly, haven't really done anything in game, and the more savvy listeners will have realised that's been going on for quite some time now. Uh, since this is my one-year anniversary on the show, it's as good a time as any to sadly announce that come episode 100, I will be retiring from Tales of Tamriel, as the reality is I don't play ESO anymore. So whilst I still look at Reddit and keep up track with the news, I'm not actually involved with the game, so me sitting here, I've become one of those the equivalent of one of those annoying people you see on a forum with a quick game and sit there continuously on the forums, giving their two cents. You think, dude, get out of here, you left. Move on. He's, he's so, breaking up with Tales of Tamriel. He is. It hurts, yeah, breaks so my heart. 100 will be it. ESO is sadly just no longer for me. It's a shame because things are getting better and better for the game. It's just, on the whole, I'm, I'm not getting the love from it that I once did. It doesn't quite keep me entertained, so sadly I will be retiring from game and therefore this show i do want to stress and uh that esteldian is not leaving dcn i i hope no, that's okay. quite correct though. yeah still part of the network. yeah still part of the net i knew that i just felt like saying it that way <laughs> um him and i are working on another project uh and a few other things so you'll you'll see him if you listen to the dcn podcast from time to time as well as uh, another one that may be coming in the future. So he's not leaving the network. He's just leaving Tails. Um, with that being said, uh, I, I'm not going to make any official announcements until I've, I've really confirmed it with another person. But I have been talking with one other person uh, who is, who's been interested. And uh, um, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised if, if I can get this person on. Uh, but that is actually going to affect our time as well to make it so that we can all do the show. Uh, Tales will probably be changing its live time. So if you if you watch us live, it, it the time may change, and I will, of course, confirm that as we go forward. Um, if you don't watch us live, then you'll nothing will change for you. It's just the live show. So the... The 15, 20 people who come out and watch us live may notice a change, um, but uh, <laughs> Mitchell, uh, Mitchell uh, says hashtag blame Krabby. Hashtag blame Krabby for Estelle <laughs> and leaving. Yeah, I'm looking at chat right now because it went away and everyone's like, what? But we need the accent. Well, spoiler, the person I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say who it is, but we're not losing an accent. We're just gaining another one. Um, <laughs> a better one. We love you, Estaldian. Oh, yeah. I'm just, we, we, nothing's confirmed better, yet. Nothing's confirmed yet. Nothing's confirmed yet. So, yeah. Even I like his accent. 
Man, I'm just giving it all away here. <laughs> I don't even know if he's real. Every, everybody knows who it is. No, I'm not saying it. No, I refuse. I'm just waiting for somebody to type it in chat. No, not saying it. Okay. Um, until I can confirm. But yes, so our time may be changing. Um, so for the people doing the live show, if it is the case, it will probably be about five hours earlier. It'll be, I think we're looking somewhere at the 10 a.m. Eastern time. We'll be recording in the morning rather than in the afternoon. Um, but I will let everyone know. So follow us on our social media channels at Dungeon Crawl Net, at Tales of Tamriel. Uh, follow the show, obviously, YouTube. I'll get it out there so people know exactly when that's going to happen. Uh, be, sure to, be sure to join us live for episode 100 because it's going to be a memorable one. Yeah, episode 100 will be fun. Uh, I will say something about episode 100. Uh, Thais will be here for episode 100. We're actually getting my mother to come over and babysit the little Nordling, so she will be here for the full episode uh, and on camera, apparently. So she says she's going to don her dark brotherhood and, and come on the camera. So for episode 100, Thais will indeed be here. So Well, worth watching for that alone. There you go, because obviously the rest of us are just fillers. I mean, Avi and I are fillers. You're here for the accent. And Thais is why everyone's here. So, Avi, I'm, I don't know why we're still we've, here. We, we've all grown to accept this. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. it. It works. I don't care. <laughs> um, LOL, is it Ark? Ark should come on the show. Ark. Wouldn't mind that at all. I would not mind it at all. Ark should come here. Um, as long as it's not that crabby guy. <laughs> Hashtag Blaine Krabby. Hashtag Blaine Krabby. Uh, thank you for coming, uh, Clan of Orphan. We really appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed the show. I tried to interact with the chat room as much as I can. You brought up a lot of great points. Uh, chat room, please keep coming back. I love that we have an active chat room now. It's fantastic. Chatting with you guys, it's amazing. Uh, but I think that's kind of the end of the show, guys. So let's go ahead and wrap that up and uh, tell everyone where they can find us, and we'll call it a night. So... Um, Steldin, why don't you go ahead and go first? Uh, well, yeah, you can find me at Steldin on Twitter. I am the most silent man on Twitter, but I'm there. Uh, and, of course, you can usually find me, and will still be able to find me on the, uh, the DCN page in the mm -hmm. About Us section. You can see details there, so I'll still be around. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, he'll he'll be around and and keep your eye on uh, dungeoncrawlernetwork.com for future projects as well, because uh, we are a podcasting network and we do have some things up our sleeve. Uh, Avi. Yeah, you can find me um, pretty much everywhere: Twitter, in game, on Steam, on PSN, all at Avi Optimal, A V I O P T I M A L. Uh, this was a very good, very good, funny show it's good to have the original cast back yeah so, uh, yeah and you can most often find avi in the new thieves dlc <laughs> around that kajit hanging out by that kajit doing a slash dance red guards <laughs> <laughs> holding his own sword at the ready my turn, my turn. <laughs> i don't know if you've seen estelle my character Estelle, but she is beautiful. <laughs> she is ready to go. I, I don't even know this. No. I, all right. Better we, <laughs> we can make Ag 
Yeah, right? Um, so you can find me on Twitter at Agelos, A-G-E-L-O-S, underscore W-F. I am pretty active there. By active, I mean, like, a lot. Uh, you can follow the show and the network at Tales of Tamriel on Twitter, and the network itself is at Dungeon Crawl Net. Go ahead, send both a follow. That way uh, you're available for any shows we do, uh, future shows with Esteldine as he moves on to other projects within the network. You can follow us on YouTube, youtube.com uh, slash Dungeon Crawl Network. If you're not watching us live, we record live every Sunday. Time is subject to change, but at least for the next couple episodes, it'll be at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we have a new Facebook page, facebook.com slash Dungeon Crawler Network. I will be transitioning and merging the two pages together eventually, whenever Facebook allows me to do it. Uh, because the old one was only for this show, but we, of course, have a full network of a bunch of different stuff, and we're going to merge those two pages together. So if you're currently following uh, our old page on Facebook, possibly follow you know, our other one uh, at Dungeon Crawler Network, facebook.com slash Dungeon Crawler Network. Get those likes up there, and then I can merge the two, because apparently whichever one has the most likes is the one that gets the name kept, which is stupid, but whatever. I think they would let you choose, but they don't. Um, good old Facebook. Good old Facebook, yeah. Uh, of course, follow the, the whole website, DungeonCrawlNetwork.com, for all of our podcasts, all of our Let's Plays, guides. We have lots of guides on the Elder Scrolls Online, um, which I'll have to start updating for Thieves Guild DLC um, and our webcomic and all of that fun stuff that we have over there. Check it out. Fun place to hang out. Um, I think that's about it, guys. So thank you so much everyone for coming out and for uh, supporting us whether you're listening patreon supporters all of that you guys are the best and um, just make it wonderful to uh, chat about the games that we love so much so everyone have a wonderful night and we'll see you in tamriel <laughs>
of dawn. 